I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 113 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. And today we're reading the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 14, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi in the Toro 6x52 Vitola. So let's go on over to the Alec and Bradley website and see what they have to say. Kintsugi is an elegant, multifaceted, medium-bodied cigar created by second-generation cigar makers Alec and Bradley Rubin. Alec and Bradley Kintsugi pays homage to the ancient Japanese art form of joining together ceramics with gold lacquer, making them even more beautiful. Cigars, like the gold lacquer, are a bonding agent bringing people from all walks of life together. Alec and Bradley Kintsugi cigars were created to celebrate camaraderie. And the wrapper is Honduras Trojes. Binders are Honduran and Nicaraguan, and the fillers as well are both Honduran and Nicaraguan. Vitolas are Corona Gorda. 5 and 5 eighths by 46, Robusto 5 by 50, Toro 6 by 52, and the Gordo 6 by 60. That is the Kintsugi by Alec and Bradley Cigars. So let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading of the book of Matthew in chapter 14. I'm reading from from the English Standard Version, the ESV. And verse 1 reads, At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus. And he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people, 
because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. And Spurgeon comments on verse 26, When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Yes, the disciples saw him. They saw Jesus, their Lord, and derived no comfort from the sight. Poor human nature's sight is a blind thing compared with the vision of a spiritual faith. They saw Jesus, but they did not know what they saw. What could it be but a ghost? How could a real man walk on those churning waters? How could he stand in the strength of such a hurricane? They were already at their wit's end, and the apparition put an end to their courage. One can almost hear their shriek of alarm. It does not say they were merely worried. Before, many of them were fishermen and thus had no dread of natural forces on the seas. But a spirit? Now that was too much of a terror. They were at their worst at this moment, and yet if they had known it, they were on the verge of being at their best. The nearer Jesus was to them, the greater was their fear. Lack of discernment blinds the soul to its richest consolations. 
we should plead for the Lord to be near us so that we may know him. And back to Matthew verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And Spurgeon comments on verses 30 30 and 31, But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? No sooner does Peter begin to sink and cry out for deliverance than there is manifest goodwill and quick help in the Savior's movement. Our Lord did not pause for debate. He didn't upbraid Peter or say to him, You have dishonored me by your unbelief. Jesus did not accuse him harshly, rebuke him sternly, or punish him severely, leaving him to go down twice and then pulling him up the third time, thus inflicting him on him the pangs of death without its extreme penalty. No, the prompt help of the Savior was ready for the pressing emergency of the one in need. Back to Matthew verse 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Genesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick, and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched it were made well. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Matthew. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. And the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.